Create for No Reason is your weekly dose of courage to stop making excuses and start bringing your ideas to life. Hello, hello. I hope you are doing awesome. I'm so excited about today's episode because it's been a while since we've had a guest on the show. And today I invited Michael Burke back onto the show. And I was so thrilled because, hey, I was so excited when we originally had him on episode number 11. It was back in December of 2020 when we first spoke and it was in the thick of the pandemic, right? It was back in 2020 and Michael had started doing these TikTok videos and I had found him and he was being his hilarious self and just building a following and and just really cool and impressive and the work that he was doing. I, I became such a fan immediately. And so I was so excited to get to talk to him. I really enjoyed that episode. So if you want to check, check out that episode, uh, please do so. It was a fun one for sure. And then I invited him to come back onto the show. And what's so cool is, you know, it's been a couple years and he has made a lot of progress. He actually does this content marketing video stuff for a living now. It's a He's a full-time content creator and so, so well-deserved because he works so hard. He's so funny. He's so great. Yeah, I really, I really enjoy his content. And he just is such a genuine person. All right, so I'm excited about this episode. I do want to say one thing <laughs> because, oh my gosh, the day that we recorded was a mess. It was one of those, you know, technology it works. It's great. Sometimes it doesn't. And so we were having some glitches with the software that I normally use to record. And so we had to switch over to Zoom. And when we did that, I didn't realize that I didn't have, I wasn't using my microphone. So you can hear it. The sound isn't horrible, but you know, it's, it's definitely different um, when you, when, when it's a microphone. <laughs> so I will just say the first is, it was probably about five, five minutes or so into it. So not a long time, but or maybe maybe five to five to seven minutes into it. And then I realized, oh my gosh, I need to turn on the microphone. I didn't even realize it was using my uh, computer speaker. So I just wanted to say that because obviously I know audio, this is an audio experience and I want you to have a great experience. Um, so just know that deeper into the episode after a few minutes, uh, I switch it to the microphone. It does sound a little bit better. You might not have even have noticed, maybe I shouldn't have even said anything, but I did. For those of you that are audio snobs like I am becoming. <laughs> uh, so I hope you enjoy, but the episode is great. The energy that this man gives and exudes into the world is just like none other. I just adore him. And so I hope that you have as much fun listening to this episode as I did recording it. So <laughs> here's my conversation with Michael Burke. Michael, I'm so excited to see you again. I'm so excited to have you back on the show. I know. First time back somewhere. <laughs> I know. So exciting. I mean, and honestly, it's very exciting for me because uh, when I see you on like, I don't know, Jimmy Kimmel or, uh, mm -hmm. and you know, all the late night shows, you're going to make mm -hmm. the rounds. You're mm -hmm. going to be on Seth Meyers. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. If you get, if, if Seth Meyers love, invites you to be, oh, I obsessed. love Seth Meyers. I he, love mm, him more. Mm -hmm. Do you watch his um, drinking with Seth Meyers or like oh, day drinking? Oh my god! I've never laughed so hard at internet content in my entire life. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. When mm -hmm. you get asked to be a guest on Seth Meyers, can I please be your assistant for the day? Mm -hmm. Yes, <laughs> you will come backstage. <laughs> that is all I want to meet him 
for so many reasons. Oh I my think gosh. he's such, he's amazing. He's tall. He's tall too. Is he? I would, I, when, before my influencer days, I worked in digital, no, I graduated with a digital media production degree and I got an internship on an SNL movie. <gasps> and he came to set one of the days I was on set and I was just like, and he's tall. And then his brother was there and they look similar. And then they're both just tall. <laughs> oh like, my oh. gosh. Okay. Well, tall or not, I just think he's such an interesting person and I want to meet him. So mm-hmm. I will be your mm-hmm. assistant that day. And we'll just, <laughs> you know, you'll just make the rounds. You'll be there. Is there anyone else? Like, oh, how about like, you know who would be hilarious? Drew Barrymore being on her show. Oh yeah. She loves she- bringing internet people on too. So that's like not even too far off. So make it happen. We got to make it happen. Let me make some emails. Let me send yeah, some hold emails on. Right I'll now. be right back. Let me <laughs> hold just. On. <laughs> Boom. Drew's um, people. Oh, Drew. so good. Well, when we first talked, it was all the way back in December of 2020. Mm-hmm. And so if you want to hear everything that was happening at that time, then go listen to episode 11 because you were episode 11. Wow. Right? Like oh, right yeah. And now we're, this is episode uh, 96. So we're almost to hundred, which is so exciting. And like a lot of people during the pandemic, I started a pot we started this podcast and, <laughs> and I said, i we're making it to a hundred episodes, at least a hundred episodes. We've got to do it. Cause you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're out of the millions of podcasts that are mm-hmm. out there. I don't remember the percentage, but a lot of most are, have less than five episodes and they just, you know, they put it out and then they stop mm-hmm. doing it, which is very, this is the yeah. way the content marketing world is. Mm-hmm. I, it's, and I think even with podcasting, it's like that snowball effect. So it's like, you might not get someone on the first or second, but like, if you get someone on the 30th, then they got 30 episodes. Like that's, I find podcasts and I feel like I'm late to the game and I'm like, oh no, but I can just go, I can listen to all of them in a day, you know, like I can just like catch up. Yeah, yes, exactly. And it's kind of cool because I feel like, I mean, just like as a creator to create because you love it, to create because it's Mm -hmm. something that you just feel like, hey, like I do this show because I just enjoy doing it. I have fun doing it. Sometimes I have guests. Sometimes it's just me rambling about a specific topic or a book or that I read or something that I saw. And I'm, I honestly record them sometimes and I'm thinking, I don't, no one's listening to this, but I'm still going to put it out. (laughs) (laughs) But that's it. You have to take off that like judgment hat just to like have that freedom to create, you know? Yeah. Well, exactly. And you are a full-time creator now. Yes. So fancy. <laughs> I know. It's so, honest, seriously, I did. I thought because <laughs> you, you were a champion from the beginning. Oh, <laughs> uh, when I found you on TikTok, I was like, what? This guy is hilarious. <laughs> I was sending all your videos to my friends and my sister. And then when you agreed to be on the podcast, I texted my sister. I was like, you are never gonna believe who I get to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> and no, it's not not Seth Meyers, but yeah. <laughs> it is D. Michael Byrne. A close, distant second. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, but no, I was so excited to talk to you. And you were just, I mean, you're just such a, you're just so cool. You're just a really cool, down-to-earth, fun human. And I have been loving your content since I found you. And 
I've seen it evolve. I've seen you kind of try different things and new characters and have fun. It's fun as someone who watches, obviously, to kind of see just like the transition into all of this stuff. And so I'm curious to know, because it's been a few years and so many people turned to TikTok and the internet to create content because they were stuck at home. Now, not everyone is in that same boat, but what is the landscape like over there on TikTok and Instagram and all of these social media sites? What's happening? How are people feeling about content creation? What's what's going on? Yeah, it's like the pandemic was this initial like boom and wave where everyone was on their phones, absorbing content, sharing. So there was this like huge influx of like creators and like me included. And I have like kind of a wave. And now some of us are all um, full-time creators. And it's kind of this like dynamic landscape of like having fun and also figuring out the business side of it. And as far as creation goes, I think now it's more, um, I'm trying to think, wait, I want to like go in order. (laughs) (laughs) But as it's like, I'm like no expert on the subject. I just like accidentally fell into it. But um it's interesting. I think it's become more of a viable resource to get your stories told, your point across, your art shared. I think it's become this sort of more of a professional medium where it still has this playful, fun, like anyone can do it. And But if you want to take it seriously, you can and there will be an audience for it. And I think that even just from advertisers and, and peers and fellow comedians, you know, I was doing the, the comedy circuit off offline on a stage if you can believe there's a world offline but um (laughs) and I think it just become it's become it's taken more seriously in I think a good way overall it's almost like we we watched it grow into something that truly is a hey you could do this for a living this is this is a business I'm fascinated with creators in the sense of how do you look at like, how do you decide what to create if it's just for fun or you're looking at it as a business? Does that, I don't know, like when people are starting to get into it or if they really want to be a quote unquote influencer, how do they, how do you approach content creation? Like, is it still just for fun and like seeing what sticks and what does it? Or is there more added pressure? Do you think people are still authentic and genuine or do people try to kind of create a brand for themselves before they actually just go online and just create? Yeah, I think that is a discussion that we all have internally and like externally with with our peers, because it is like you have to walk that fine line. I think it is just being really, really honest with yourself. Like, am I doing this to is this a vessel for me to be successful? Yes, share my art. But do I want to be successful in this or do I want this to be a space that is fun and whatever happens, happens? And obviously, as prices rise everywhere, (laughs) left and right. driving us all insane you know (laughs) you have to I think it's fair to give yourself the shot to make it a viable asset for your art I think your art or anything that you want to create I think it is smart to start looking into like a revenue stream just because that will help you build more art and create more and I think that it's you you got to balance that line I'm in in that like lucky pocket of the internet history where we were in a pandemic I had we had all of us had nothing better to do than you know just share and find a community online and I I fell into it if I was doing it 
now and I was like, I want this to be successful, I think I'd be more stressed. I think my comedy would suffer a little. And I think I would get into my head more about metrics and numbers. Um, but because I started in such a fun way and I was like, wow, it's I'm being authentic and my authenticity got me here. So I have I, I want to remain authentic. Like that is how I like to live my life online and offline. It's just like bring this authenticity, my point of view, what I think is funny and what silly voice I want to do or how much fun I want to have that day. It really has become a space for me to like set aside my day and like my work side of it. And I set up the camera and I treat it like I'm performing on stage because that's my favorite thing to do is just like make people laugh, you know? So I think it's like, it, it, it's always a delicate balance and there's no right or wrong way to do it. I think if you're just honest about it with yourself, you won't get so upset if it doesn't work out, you know? Cause people I think pretend like, I wanna do it and I don't care about what people say, but then they post and they're like, did it do well? Is it doing well? You know, you're like, <laughs> oh no, oh, this, it didn't do well. People, I'm, I'm, actually, I'm actually a sham, you know, and no one likes me, you know? And you can spiral, but I think it's like, there's, there's like, I call it like tapping the pedal. Like I had my like growth phase in the pandemic and I took one month off and I was just like, I need to remind myself I'm a human. I'm not a machine, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like the internet will always want more and more and more. And I have to know my boundaries and I have to give all that I can give and not, not, a, not anything more than that. Cause then you're in that like overextended phase where I think you can watch your, your, there's comedian creators and we've all had a video where we were like tired and we just wanted to put something out, you know? And I think it's important to keep that authenticity and like why you love what you do, that it should be apparent in everything that you create. And if it's not there, then you have to reassess because it's, you're, it's not going to be long-term, you know? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. Well, first of all, I love that you said it gives you the platform to create more. That's kind of a big distinction for people that they just love creating. They love mm -hmm. putting things out into the world. You can tell in your work that you really, really love it versus where I think some people, it's almost driven by ego and they do things based on, hey, if I do this, it's going to go viral. If I make it's this like statement. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Where, and, and I almost... And I think that you can kind of see not a, not of everybody's work, but some people you can really see they're they're really pushing that or maybe there's one specific video that went a little viral. So they push that as much as they possibly can and kind of mm -hmm. instead of, hey, I'm going to create what I want to create next. And I feel like in your you can obviously tell you love the comedy that you're creating and what you're putting out into the world. Yeah. But what are your thoughts on like just the ego of it all? It's, you know, I mean, the ego, that's like, like philosophers are still talking about that, you know, like, it really is, you have to set aside your ego, because your ego wants success, money, power, right? That's like, those are like egoic things. And you have to put that aside, and kind of nurture this, like the art or whatever you're creating. And as like, almost like a newborn baby, and just make sure that it's taken care of, and you're taken care of, and you love it. And then you can worry about like the business side of it, you know, because I think you have to, like, if I was creating, I always first and foremost create for myself. And I think that that's what keeps me sane is because I don't need the validation from others. I want to be like, I like it. It goes out into the world and whatever happens, happens. 
So if videos don't do as well as maybe a previous one, I'm fully fulfilled from post, you know, I'm like, I like it. I'm going to share it. And whatever happens, happens. I love that you just said that so (laughs) much because I think every creator, your only job is to show up and do the work. It's Mm -hmm. to do the best that you can possibly do at that time. And when you are a creator and you're looking at all these other creators, it can be so easy to compare yourself to other people or even your own work. Sometimes I put things out that I'm like, I'm really proud of this but it's not as good as I want it to be. It's not as good as I know it'll be a year from now or two years from now, but only if I continue to do the work, which can be hard. It can be hard to to post something unless you really do. Again, you you believe in, hey, this is as good as I can make it right now. Like Mm -hmm. everything that you do, you're learning from. Yeah, and it's like, that is the thing. It's like, there is this, I call it like lowering the bar. I was just talking, I was like hyping one of my peers up earlier. And I was like, you just got to lower the bar so that you're having fun and you're not like, you have no pressure. And I'm like, it's not lower the bar, like make bad videos. It's like lower the bar so you can allow yourself to make bigger swings because Mm. bigger swings are more fun. I always like going, Ooh, I haven't done this before. I'm like nervous. I like that, like butterfly in my stomach idea. And I like trying to execute that because that is just the most fun. And I've been doing these improvs on my Instagram and now on my TikTok as well, where I am I, like, give me a suggestion. It's pretty much open-ended, whatever you want. And I create them from such like a silly place that I always break. And I'm trained not to break. So like all of my comedy teachers are like watching me and they're like, uh, if you just didn't break at the end, it would have been perfect. <laughs> you know, like, like oh, sell yourself short by breaking, you know, because it's like, it can be such like a, a thing. And I've had people comment and be like, they're like, oh, like you break at the end of every single one. I'm like, it's literally because I'm having fun. I don't know what I'm going to say next. And then if I say something crazy and like my brain catches it, it'll like, I'll just like giggle to my, and I'm like, I'm never going to stop that. Cause that is why I love what I do. I like playing. It's called like the gray area of comedy. When you like, if I'm like, like name three male names, you can come up with three usually and that fourth and fifth one are harder. So they're in the, it's in this like gray area. And that's usually where like comedy comes from. It's like this, like these like crazy thing. It's like bagel. You're like, oh, I don't know why I said bagel. Like, you know, <laughs> but you gotta go with it. And I love that, that dancing in that space because it is so fun. It's so fruitful. It lights me up. It brings me joy. And that was exactly why I wanted to, why I do improv, why I've done it on stage. I don't have a stage right now. So I'm like, I have a phone and I have a TikTok and I have an account. Like, why have I not done this sooner? And it brings me such joy. And that's what keeps the spark alive. You got to find things that keep that, like that, that spark alive of like creation. Cause it can get like, even I'm so not like a businessy person, but like (laughs) I have to kind of like figure out how to navigate this like landscape as a business. And also as like a a comedian, you know, because I'm like, I like doing this professionally because I can do it more. That's the whole thing that I want to do is make people laugh. And like maybe go on tour, you know? Oh my gosh. Yes. So, okay. A couple things. Cause one, the break at the end is hilarious. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I know that's not supposed to, that's not supposed <laughs> to happen, but every time it happens, I'm just <laughs> die laughing. <laughs> it's, it, I like, cause it's like, we're laughing together at the same thing. I'm like, I'm like, how I'm like, why would I say that? Or like the way I said it, I'm, it's just like, I'm like, how is that what? 
it's usually a topic and then my brain just kind of like racks all the information I know about a topic. I'm usually inanimate objects, you know? Which is so great. And, and so <laughs> one of them, one of, it's like the most, I think everyone's favorite is when I'm, I was like a plastic bag on a highway or on the side of a street. And I was like, okay, I, I literally go, I, I read it and I go, okay, click record and I go. And I'm like, okay, so I'm like, how does that feel? How does that look? You know, I'm like, and I'm just trying to like find it. And then I'm like, <laughs> then I kind of have like an out-of-body experience where I'm like, I'm literally pretending I'm blowing in the wind. And I really feel like I'm this plastic bag when I do it. And then I just, it gets so crazy. And then I have to giggle because it is so silly and it's so funny. And it's like, it's in that space of like, that video almost, I almost didn't even post because I was like, what even is, like, what am I doing? You know, <laughs> I was like, what am I doing? I am now spinning like a plastic bag on the side of a street and it's everyone's favorite video because it's just so wacky and and like weird. It is. Okay. <laughs> they all, most of them are yeah. like, you're, you're a, a Keurig coffee machine one day. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. And I, it's like, I just, it's, it's improv. It's just like Keurig. I'm like, oh, I hear it. You know, I'm like, okay, I know what it sounds I'm like. If I were a Pixar movie, what would it sound like? And, you know, I do all of that in like a split second and I hit record and then I go and I'm just, I'm like, what is their problem? You know, I really believe I'm these inanimate objects oh. and that's with the most fun. My favorite is when your inanimate objects start to smoke. Like when you're like smoking, <laughs> like I'm like, what is that? That comes from me just doing improv forever. And that's such a tool for me just being like, I'm, you know what, I'm done. Like, it's just like, I'm like, it's, it's it, everything that's happening. We got to relax because my character oh. needs a, 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 like a cigarette that doesn't actually exist, you know? Oh my gosh. It's so funny. <laughs> and if you're listening and you're like, what are they talking about? Just go to Michael's account and see, cause you could just get lost in, you could just get lost in those videos. They are all so funny. And I have to say, you have some really creative fans. Like they give you some really great topics. It's literally, and, and now people are like, I'm intimidated giving you suggestions because these suggestions are amazing. And I'm like, so, I'm so grateful. People are so funny and, and specific, you know? And honestly, the, the specificities is where I have the most fun because it's like, it was like someone you're a sock that went through the wash and the dryer and you're, 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 you've lost your other, you just realized you lost your other sock, you know? And I'm like, that's so specific. And I know exactly what that's supposed to look like, you know? <laughs> and you did it beautifully. I was like, yes, that is exactly what they would be thinking. <laughs> but you got, I mean, everything aside, you have to have fun. If you, yeah. first and foremost, I'm doing this for fun. And if it wasn't fun, I wouldn't even care about the business side of it, you know? Yeah. I mean, you, because it's, it's you, like you are the business you have to create. If you don't want to be creative and continuously put out content, can you imagine if, I mean, that must be, oh, that, that would be horrible if you're a content creator for a living and you don't want to put out content or you can't think about yeah. it or you're, or you don't have fun. I mean, I actually, I have heard that some creators, they just get so burnt out and they don't want to do it anymore. Not only yeah. because it is hard to create content every single day like that, but also just you, well, just like comedians on stage, you're showing up every day. Some, there's a lot of, there's people that love you. There's people that don't love you. There's a mm -hmm. lot of people that get a lot of the, the, the trolls or the people that 
uh, that say nasty things like that can be a lot on that can be a lot for anybody to deal with if you're if you're reading all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like you you just become like a public figure in a way where people think that because you're a public figure, it's like you you're not like you forget that there's a person behind that that's like can read these things, too. You know, yeah. I'm I'm pretty lucky. I don't get hate really like across the board. I'll get like, you know, people who don't like gay people every now and again in my DMs. But like overall, it's pretty good <laughs> for me See? personally. But I think it's it's also the Internet is unforgiving in a way that all it wants is for you to be a machine and create. And you have to set those boundaries. You have to set your own boundaries. And if there's any like new creators out there or anyone who's like young and wants to do this, you have to set your own boundaries because no one else will set them for you. And that's why creators get burnt out. And that's why they start resenting the job that they once wanted, you know? Yeah. So how do you manage that? How do you set your boundaries? Do you have like a specific content calendar? Do you know how many videos you're going to do like and not do? What does that look like? Mm -hmm. I have after that, like growth period, I was like, okay, I feel like I'm in a good spot where I can tap the pedal, which is what I call it, where it's just like tap the pedal, like just like, you know, keep keep the river of content coming, but it can, it can be like, it can be a stream. It doesn't have to be like, it can, it can be, I can slow it down. You know, I need a break. I'm also very good at healthy boundaries. I mean, that is a common thread through all of my videos, but I'm very good at just being like, I need to remind myself that I'm a person, you know, like, because the pandemic, you know, we were inside, like, I literally was like, sleep, wake up, turn my ring light on, make a video, have coffee, think more of it. I was just like this machine because the time and space allowed me to like have nothing better to do. But I find now that all my comedy comes from personal experiences. And if the only thing I'm doing is consuming media and creating media, I'm not having any personal experiences. I don't have any new opinions to add. I'm just regurgitating things that I've found. And I took it on the last year I kind of was like last year I was like I want to go I'm gonna I'm gonna say yes to every opportunity to visit all my friends who I haven't seen in a while I'm gonna hang out I'm going to have fun I'm gonna be silly for the sake of being silly and not for the sake of like being silly so I can mine it for content you know and I just had nothing but fun and I've had nothing but I've had more ideas because I, I my life was like enriched in such specific ways. And I had experiences and I went to different towns and I visited cities and I visited friends in New York and LA and we met people in San Francisco, you know, like I've been like bopping around and in through all of that, I've been writing in my, I always write my, anytime I have an idea, I go into my notes app and it's usually a, a random string of words that I have to remind myself what I thought was funny about it the next day. But that is how I create healthy boundaries is I, I, I just like every now and again, I go, I have to remind myself that I'm a person and, you know, I need water. I need like, I, I have, <laughs> there's so many things. If I just sit in the stillness, I also do yoga now, which I love, but um, just like sitting in the stillness and just going, okay, I'm, yes, I'm a creator, but I'm also, you know, a brother and like someone's best friend. And I like being all those things so that I can continue to do comedy and create and make people laugh. 
Yeah. I think that's, I think a lot of people are, can really relate to that because it, it's the same in business, right? I, 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 I think about it sometimes when I'm not working, I feel like I should be working, but then when mm -hmm. I'm going out and being doing something fun, I'm like, oh, should I be productive and be working or writing or doing something else? And so you have to have that balance of all of it is good. You just have to know when to, and when you're doing the thing, when you're there and you're with your friends, be present, be there, yeah. enjoy mm -hmm. it. And don't be thinking about the gazillion of other things that you have to do. And I think it's you know, in anyone's life. I think we are such a culture of productivity and mm -hmm. have to be doing and creating and putting things out into the world. And, and it can be really challenging to have that stillness. And so I think it's really great that you have those boundaries because it, it is hard. It, it's, and it's a practice. It's a practice that you have yeah, to allow it's for like, yourself. It's it's a muscle and you have to work it out every day. Like you don't just all of a sudden wake up and you're like the healthiest version of yourself. You have to literally nurture it every single day. You have to, you have to find it in every single day. Otherwise you will just you become depressed and like think you're supposed to be a machine. You're not a machine, you know? I love I love a healthy boundary. What can I say? <laughs> I love it. Yay. That's so good. Healthy boundaries. Plus you have a fun, you're in a relationship. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Which so is I so fun. I know. It's great. I, and that was the joy too, because I was like, I when I went full-time content creation, I just met Anthony and I was like, oh, now I can like work from anywhere. I don't have to worry about like being in a big city. I can just like, you know, we could date, we could travel, we can like, you know, just like really get to know each other in like an intimate way versus like, you know, when I was a server and I was serving and then I was doing a comedy show and I was, you know, just like running around town. But it was yeah. nice to just like be like, oh, you know, take a deep breath and just enjoy for a second. Oh, I love it. All right. So you want to go on tour? Is that is that one of your dreams I do, to go on tour? I do. That is, I've been thinking about what I want to do next and what that looks like and what really, really excites me. And it is absolutely getting back up on stage. I was used to performing weekly on stages across LA and I love that. And now I'm, I'm in the early stages of figuring out what I want my show to look like and like imp improv, stand up, like, you know, hybrid and my characters, like I'm figuring out all the pieces so that. It's just whatever I think will make me have the most fun on stage and the audience have the most fun. I love it. So do you think that you would bring some of your friends to do it with you? I mean, I, I think have definitely. a lot of comedian I think definitely. Friends. Yeah, I think definitely because I, the, 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 I, uh, improv is like, I love it so much. I think it makes everyone a better person and improv thrives in groups of people. You need to bounce off. A lot of my ideas are, limited because it's just me or it's just me and whoever I'm talking to off camera but there is such a joy when you're performing with like a troop of people and you are like someone says something funny and you're like oh my god and I you want to like piggyback off of that and just you keep going and it's this beautiful dance of comedy that is so fun when you when you see it well I will also say that bad improv is probably the worst thing you can ever experience in your entire oh. life it, you, you, I start sweating. I'm like, I'm nervous for them. I'm, I feel like I'm on stage doing performing bad <laughs> comedy. And I have done, I've been, I've been horrible in improv shows before. It's like a rite of passage, but like, I'm like, that is my circle of hell. Like, <laughs> like if you need information from me, put me in front of bad improv and I will be like, okay, what do you need to know? <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, it's like when you're embarrassed for someone. Yeah, it's you're like, the I'm worst. Like, because they're trying so hard and they're mm-hmm. staying and you're they're doing what they need to do the yes mm-hmm. and and keep going and you're like it's not yeah. working you're like oh no <laughs> and then you could tell like when they realize and then they start getting nervous and you're getting nervous because they're nervous and they're like, no everyone's like you're we all just want you to do really just keep going you're like stressed out oh my gosh <laughs> I know my friend Anthony uh he teaches improv actually I should connect you too because he is so great his videos are actually hilarious and uh, but yeah. he teaches this stuff and he does it like yeah. for businesses and, uh, mm-hmm. but improv is, I mean, I love, I love stand-up comedy. I love going to comedy shows. I love improv. I will be the first person to buy a ticket to your show. So you just tell me when you're doing it. <laughs> I will keep you updated. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, oh my gosh. And, oh, I'm telling you, we got to get you on these late night shows doing, doing comedy. Listen, you know, that's, it's all I got to do is get the material together and then it can go wherever it needs to go. <laughs> I know. So one last thing I want to talk about, because I loved last time we talked, we talked a little bit about the writing process. I know you were writing a screenplay. We were, mm-hmm. you know, talking about you need to be on. You need to be all over is what's happening. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it needs to happen. And uh, but what is your writing process like? Are you still working on a screenplay or is it mostly focused on like this show? What does that look like for you? Yeah, I'm 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 always writing something. The screenplay I was working on, I fell out of love with it. And honestly, I'm I'm a good writer, but I'm an even better editor, sometimes too good of an editor that I just scrap ideas. But um <laughs> but no, I'm writing. I really I'm obsessed with the idea of like I love rom-coms. I like shtick rom-coms and I like like HBO rom-coms which are like, you know, more like dramedy like I'm I'm playing with this world a, a rom-com where like the, the main character is a guy and the love interest is a guy, you know, like it's just fully like fun. And I think what is next for that type of story is like the last thing you're worried about is their sexuality. You're just like, you're just in for the ride. You're on the story. And I think more and more of those movies are coming out and I've watched all of them because there's really only so many and you can watch them all. And that's why there needs to be more. That's something that I'm currently working on that I'm, I'm, loving and now like because that selling screenplays and stuff to Hollywood can take a moment so I'm like okay yeah. while while that's writing I can also write screenplays on the road while I'm on tour so now I've like shifted my focus I'm always like whatever the shiny new penny is is what I'm working on and it's my show so like my show is what I love and I think it's just naturally like symbiotic to like the scripts that I write. Cause it's like, whatever's in the zeitgeist of my brain at the time, you know, kind of comes out across the board, even in like my improv, you'll notice I, I like say phrases in as two different characters. Cause like, that's just like where my brain is that day. Yeah. I'm I, the thing I'm currently working on is a show. I'm also writing. I have a screenplay that I'm writing, but screenplays take a moment. You know, I gotta like, it's just like, I gotta nurture them. Yeah, no, they, it definitely is. It's funny because I, when, when we first met, I was writing a book. I finished the book mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it comes out May 1st. So it's yes. like done complete, like, yes, and good, yes, but, yes. but that's, you just, I feel process. the same way you about the, the writing. It's yes. And, and mm-hmm. the book is like, it's constantly working on it, but it's, you're working on it and you're not sharing it or showing it to anyone. So you still have to write other pieces. And so I feel like I'm always and I got more into poetry. So I've been writing poetry, which is an easy, right? You just write it and mm-hmm. it's a poem and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, but the book, like a screenplay is a beast of a project. Yeah. It has it's to like, flow. Mm-hmm. And you, it's like, it will 
it's like you working on it, but you got to also do other things to like keep like all the pieces of your life moving. And then you like keep going yes. back to it. Yeah. Yeah. That was the hardest part about, I think it, why I didn't write it sooner is because I felt like, oh no, I'm just going to sit down one day and write a book. Oh, I didn't realize that it was going to take like two years to actually formulate the ideas and make it like a flowy piece mm-hmm. of work that people would actually want to sit down and read as a book, not just like mm-hmm. a glob of ideas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, a video exactly. would be, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which is so different, but, it, but it's, it's hard, especially with somebody that is used to putting content out because a screenplay you're working on it and no one sees it. So it's a lot of work that no one's seeing for X yeah. amount of time. And then if you decide not to do anything with it, you're like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. But obviously it was meant something. It, it was, you were, you learned yeah. a lot doing it. It's like the, the screenplay that I wrote too, is like th- that I was writing at that time. It just kind of, it evolves into the, the final product. Like the screenplay now has like ties to that original idea, you know, but it's a completely new idea. Cause I'm just like, I think the stakes need to be high. You know, you, I just keep like zhuzhing it, if you will. Zhuzhing. <laughs> no, I love zhuzh. that. But that's the thing. That's what I love about the creative process, right? Like it's like you started here. And yeah. sometimes, an, sometimes an idea is completely unrecognizable to what it ends up being, but you mm-hmm. never would have got there had you not written. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh. All right, who in in your in your story, in your love story, in your rom com, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. who are the who are the leads? Like, who's the <laughs> it, love interest? There, I have this big budget dream. <laughs> that of it's course, like it, it's like an action packed athletic movie. And right now the lead would be similar to like me or like a character version of myself. And I fall in love with a guy who happens to be a part of like the, either the mob or like, I'm figuring out like, what, what do I know the most about? Or what should I like research a lot about? Or like the cartel or like something really, really like, oh no. And, but it's like Romeo and Juliet. Cause it's like, we're not worried about like, we can fall in love and be gay, but like, there's just so many moving pieces. I'm like, did I fall in love with the bad guy or is he the good guy? Or, and then he's just like, wasn't supposed to fall in love in our meet cute, but like did. And then he's like, it's dangerous for us to be together. Like that type of like, and car chases and guns and like all that. <laughs> Ooh, I love it. All right. So would you play if you, would you play you? I would definitely. That's the whole thing is like, I am definitely an actor, but I'm a writer first. So okay. if Hollywood truly wants to cast it out, I'm down for that. Just as long as they want me to keep writing, I will write. I I, I will also, I mean, it's it's going to be so that I can star in it too. But like, I, I'm flexible enough to not star in it, you know? Because <laughs> I think I honestly thrive when I'm writing characters that are not me. I feel like those are the richest characters. And then it's just something when I'm writing a character that's myself is harder to write, you know? Yeah. Okay. All right. So if you, if, if it's you, if you are the lead and you're acting in it, mm-hmm. who is your love interest? Like who would you cast? Ooh, ooh, ooh. I mean, if Harry Styles is available, ooh. Uh, <laughs> take him. but also it could be like, honestly, Pedro Pascal, he's hot right now and just hot <laughs> in general. <laughs> And like, he's, I mean, that, that we're talking huge budget, you know, but like those, I mean, or Hemsworth or some actor who I don't even know exists. That's also really hot. Mm, all <laughs> right. It's like some action, you know, I want like, like who could play the action lead? Oh my gosh. All right. And if you didn't star in it, one of those people, who would Ooh. the second person be? Oh, hmm. 
It's the lead. It's the know. lead. That's I know. you. I mean, not like because it's a direct correlation to me, but I feel like Miles Teller would be good in like a gay role. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I get like a little bit more fans. Like that type of all American, little bit of a grit is athletic, but like, you know, I like imagining the other guys just like at a job he hates, you know, is just waiting for something to happen. And I feel like that could be Miles Teller. <laughs> I mean, we'll see what happens. We'll see what we'll happens. See. Oh my gosh. You are so awesome. I'm really excited for you. What Whatever happens, you're putting in the work, Michael. Like that's what, honestly, I mean, you're putting yeah. in the work. You've done so much. I'm so excited that you get to do this full time as it, Me as too. it should be, as it should yeah, be, because I, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. You know, every day I'm like, oh, what a, what a, what a great job. Yeah. <laughs> you <know>? And <laughs> you have fun merch. I do have fun merch. It's probably the best selling mug because everyone in the office needs it. If you're drinking the If You Need Me Don't mug, you've said all you needed to say. I mean, that's all you need. It is literally all you need. <laughs> you're so creative. You're so funny. You're so genuine. And I just oh, thank you. You need to be you need to be out there in I'm the world. On- I'm in my hustle era again. I took like, I didn't take last year off of doing really anything. I still worked hard, but like I took it off from worrying about where my career needs to be, you know, Yeah. which was great. And now I'm like, okay, now I'm like, let's get my show together. Let's get these scripts finished. Let's, you know, let me just start finalizing some things, you know? Yeah. Well, now I have a reason to push you even more because I'm going (laughs) to join you on your little Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. late night tour. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to, we're going to, we're going to get you to Seth Meyers. We're going to get you there. <laughs> I need to meet him. I need to meet him. Oh, out of all of them. It's he's in the universe favorite. now. <laughs> I know. I know. It he is. is great. That era of SNL. Mm, chef's kiss. Oh my gosh. Would you want to be on SNL? Listen, I would never say no to that. <laughs> <laughs> so what surprised me a little bit about Seth Meyers is he have you have you seen his Netflix stand-up special? No. I mean, so, is it newer or no? It's the uh what is it called? I think it's called Bobby Baby, I think it's called. Oh mm, because oh, he was SNL. like <gasps> so no, his real light, like his real child was born in the lobby. Like his of, like, wife the building, was right of their building. Oh my god. Because yeah, and I guess they were trying like she went into labor and didn't have the time, I guess. So anyway, I think that's the name of his special. If it's not, I'm so sorry, Seth, because he listens <laughs> to the show. Um, <laughs> he's like, he's going to write in. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so, but it's, so I was like, oh my gosh, Seth, I love you. And I don't know, do you do stand? Like, is this your thing? Like, because I was like, yeah. he, he, I'm thinking he's like, obviously I knew he's on SNL and does mm-hmm. late night, but I didn't know, you know, comedians, it's like a very different art. Yeah, they're different media. Which he does. He had done and he has done. Anyway, Michael, watch it. He it's hilarious. I I I've been a fan of him since he was like in the writer's room, you know? He's so good. All right, we're gonna get we're gonna get on there. It'll be great. Mm -hmm. Um, thank you so much for coming back on the show. Thank you so much for having me. It, ditto you make it easy this is always great I'm always having a good time here <laughs> oh good well good because I'll ask you back maybe in like yeah. another year we'll talk Listen, about an update so maybe yeah the, the, there'll be a lot of updates by then <laughs> I love it I'm so excited 
Uh, well, you are so awesome. Where is the, I mean, obviously people can find you all over. It's, it's Everywhere. D Michael Burke. I'm on the street. I'm on your, I'm, I'm outside your window <laughs> right now. <laughs> it's D Michael Burke on TikTok, Instagram. Yeah. Thank you so much. And thank I'm glad you, we made it you. work. Okay. What did I tell you? This man's energy is infectious. He just makes me laugh. I hope that you laughed too. And I hope that he inspires you to create something. You know, one of the things that I just so appreciate about him is just his, his passion, his enthusiasm, his drive to create. He never stops creating. He always shows up and does the work. And it, it really is inspiring to watch him, to, to see the growth that he's had and, and kind of to be a part of it. And hey, listen, when he's on Seth Meyers, you heard it here. <laughs> I, am, I am going with him to be part of that conversation. And I will carry his bags and do whatever he needs to do. I'll be his assistant for the day to, uh, to be able to meet Seth Meyers. So, <laughs> and Hey, if you, if you have any ties into, into Seth Meyers, you just let me know because that is definitely one of the dreams on my dream list. So, <laughs> um, all right, you are awesome. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you're creating something great. If there's anything that I can do to support you, please let me know if you haven't written a review uh, of the show and you enjoy it, please write a review and give us a rating. It really does help the show. And hey, you know, pass this along to somebody who needs a little bit of creative inspiration in their day. I would so appreciate it. All right. Until next time, go create something.